Due to the current climate, the episode that you're going to listen to was delayed several weeks. Some of the information is now out of date, and some of the comments in the video were mistakes. We apologize for the mistake in the video, and we hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Natalie McGovern. She is the current reigning and defending Ms. United States World 2019 national title winner. I am so excited to have our first national title interview. Thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on the show. I want you guys to really pay attention to this lovely interview with Natalie. It just proves that you can go through adversities and start at the bottom and eventually reach your goal and become a national title winner. She's an excellent person to learn from. Starting in jingles as a young child and singing with her mother to today. Natalie also performs in local theater to Ray Review. Nearly 10 years and also winning a national title. She tells her entire story. Please stay tuned. This is one story that you will learn from. And welcome to the show, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I'm personally really excited to finally have a national title winner on our show. So woo-woo to you and congratulations on that. I'm sure that was definitely a long life achievement, so... Yes, absolutely. Um, I have been in pageantry for about eight years and had a few titles along the way. So it was really exciting to be able to uh, win this national title. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's roll it back as we do every, every on on a total focus and let's let's break it down exactly how you did achieve that. So first off, what was the thing that really sets you in motion? Um, do you have a singing background? Are you in dance? Are you an actor? Like what really propelled you to be so successful in the pageant world and to be successful in life? Right. Absolutely. So a little bit of both. Um, I have a performer background. I have been performing since the age of five. Uh, I did radio jingles and I was in sort of like this live, uh, charity concert thing when I was about that same age. And my mom did musical theater actually for homeschooled kids, and I did a lot of her shows. And then I just kind of continued with it in high school and uh, college. I studied classical voice and actually thought I was going to go the performance vocalist route, but um, decided <laughs> decided that I'd actually make more money by getting my undergrad in communication, which is what I did. So I got my bachelor's in communication and... While I was in school, I just continued to pursue theater as well as community theater. And I've now been doing community theater for over 10 years. Well, congratulations on that. I mean, thank you. I mean, most people don't do anything. No, most people don't do that much for 10 years. So that's an achievement. So, so that, that's definitely something that it shows a commitment to your craft. So. Absolutely. Well, I have always aspired to do something professionally as far as theater is considered, but in, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. Go Huskers. Go Huskers. Uh, in Omaha, there is a huge art scene. However, it is it is a competitive um, 
landscape for the arts and for theater. So, um, you know, I, I'm plugging away at it. And I also branched a little bit into, I guess you could say, the on-camera film arena. I was with a talent agency for a little bit where I was uh, doing some commercials. I've done some voiceovers. So I've kind of dabbled in the in the talent world as well. But really, my passion, I would say, is definitely theater. Um, I typically do a show every summer and actually just last summer I was Kate in Pirates of Penzance so it was my first chance to be in an operetta um absolutely enjoyed it had the time of my life performing that role and then I did um I did a straight theater role I was Curly's Wife and of Mice and Men following it was like a back-to-back show and uh then for the first time ever in November there was a fundraiser that the theater um that I I call it my home theater that I uh I perform at, they put on this fundraiser and it was a murder mystery event. So I was able to act in that as well. So I've pretty much been doing theater for, I've been doing it for about three straight months ish, maybe even four, um, if you count in all the rehearsal times. And so doing back to back shows was really invigorating, really fun, but uh, also very challenging because <laughs> I work a full time job. I freelance write for a publication in town covering theater and music reviews. Some people might think of that as a conflict of interest, and it's really not, you know, because I'm mostly reviewing shows that are coming in from um, at the Orpheum. It, it's a it's a theater that we have in in Omaha, and it's Broadway across America. I think that's what it's called. Broadway, okay, so they're doing the Broadway Broadway shows, right? Broadway right. shows coming in, and I'm able to review those as well as local theaters right yeah. now that I really don't have any affiliation with. So, well, I mean, that, um, I mean that. I mean, that just gives you an avenue to see also what talent is there and what you can approve because you get, I mean, it's just like scouting. It's like if you, um, if you're playing a professional sport, it's, it's not called cheating. If you go and you buy a ticket to see what your opponent is doing, just to, just to see who you're or watch their video. So that's just, you know, that's a good way to scout and see. I mean, that's how you learn in life is to see who's doing better or to fail and most people don't want to fail, so it's see what who's doing better, you know, you know. And that is that, total sense, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I um, so there was two my... things that you brought up that I wanted to ask you about. So you mentioned that okay. you because we we haven't had anyone on the show that does voiceovers. So how did you get into voiceovers, and how young were you? And um, you've been doing the the Broadway portion in this in the in conjunction at the, the last 10 years or the voiceovers or something sporadic? Um, right. So I was really young when I started doing the jingles and um, the voiceover part came later. I was actually in college and I was taking this, um, this film class and my professor uh, somehow he had some connection with, I guess, people that were doing um, a voiceover, and he asked me if I would like to be a part of it. It was actually completely unpaid, but, you know, it was resume experience, so I did that. Right, experience, and experience, I, I, experience, experience. Yeah, experience. absolutely. The cool it thing is, is you you're doing... started somewhere. Well, the, the cool part is that you had that experience doing jingles. Now, did the jingle experience be very similar to the voiceover experience um, where you're reading... Uh, it a, re- was. Okay. Yeah, it was. But the thing is, I did the jingles when I was five. So I got scouted at that charity um, concert that I was a part of. And I, I sang with my mom on stage. And um, 
this this guy, you know, scouted me and he brought me in and I sang this jingle. I think it was for like a kid's daycare. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I was, a, I was a little kid. I had also won um, a radio singing contest that same year. So I got a really early start doing this. And then unfortunately in Omaha, or at least in the Midwest, from what I had seen, there's not a lot of talent agencies that really support or have uh, work, I guess you could say, for for jingles. I think they're more national agencies, if I'm correct. And correct me if I'm wrong. I, I probably am wrong on this. But, I'm not an expert um, in that, so I'll, I'll take you your word. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't really know as well. But from what I have seen from the research that I've done on the agencies, they mostly provide voiceover and on-camera work. So I have always wanted to try to continue my work with singing, uh, you know, jingles regionally or nationally or, or something along those lines, because I am a singer-songwriter, I am a performer, and um, I have had lots of opportunities to sing. I In 2017, I was able to sing the national anthem for the U.S. Olympic Curling Trials when it came to Omaha uh, at the Baxter Arena, and that was an experience because for the first time ever, I was on national broadcast at TV. NBC Sports was there. Now, they didn't air it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have any footage of it, but it happened. Really? They didn't, I was there. They didn't even, oh, yeah. They didn't even record it? That's so weird. Um, they recorded it, and I, tr- I requested footage, and um, it was really hard to to get a hold of the right person for that. And I feel like they didn't want to air it because that really wasn't the focus, unfortunately. You know, that's the just a shame. See, that's the where the, you see, and that's, I know. that's where having a really good agent would help you because unfortunately agents, unless you're making buku bucks really don't help you. But in that case, getting the right person to talk to, to get that, get that real is the, that's, the oh, reason. Yeah. yeah, that's just a shame because I'm sure that that would have been a great thing for your real you know, and it would have I been know. shot on a 4K <laughs> camera and everything. There's got to be, because yeah. that stuff doesn't get deleted. I would definitely put that on, like, a list of things that you want to go after. I have I have actor friends, and I always tell them, keep a list of stuff you do. And then when you get to a point where if you want it, you can just, and you have your agent at that point, just tell your agent that that's what you want. There's got to, someone, they don't delete that stuff. It gets put in a vault. Everything is kept. Okay. Okay, that is that is good advice. Thank you so much. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, that that's good to know because, yeah, I, I really wanted to get a hold of that footage, and it was just really hard <laughs> to actually have someone come back to me like, hey, yes, we have it. I didn't really know where to start, you know, even though, though I thought I had a, a contact. So you're, just kind of fizzled out. Mm-hmm. So you're singing with your mom. You get recruited for this jingle, and you just happen to be in the right place at the right time. The jingle goes really well. So – is that yeah. basically what like sets you on your path? To, like, I want to do performances, and then I would, you just go, you're yeah. going to stay on that path. I would say so, and also my upbringing. Uh, my mom studied um, voice, and she became a music teacher. And when I was a child growing up, she taught piano and voice, and so I got some vocal training from her as well. Um, but it was really the experience of being on the stage at such a young age and being able to perform. And I really, I, I, to this day, really don't have stage fright. I love performing in front of people. And I would say that definitely segued into wanting to be on stage in another kind of capacity um, by doing the pageants. Because I remember that when I was 15, I got a postcard in the mail and it was for National American Myths. And I, I came to my mom and I said, hey, I really want to do this pageant. Now, granted, I had zero idea what I was doing. <laughs> 
I did not know how to do hair or makeup or, you know, I didn't really know anything about pageantry, but I watched the girls around me. I picked up cues and kind of learned from them. That was my first pageant experience. I did not win, of course. Um, but I remember that I was able to get some sort of a, a, I think it was a crown and sash through advertisements, I believe is what they have mm-hmm. um, for that category. So a couple See, of that, years down the road. I love that. I, know, I love that pageant specifically because it doesn't just focus on beauty. It, it has those other categories. And so does IGM. Yeah. IGM does where you can do um, clothing on design and you can do art set design and you can do, I'm trying to think of, um, you can do creative writing, I believe is one. And then wow. headshot. Oh. so like just like different categories that are really trying to make your young child a more well-rounded young lady um or 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 woman in general so i yeah i think that's really Uh, cool you know and then it's and and any child loves i mean that's why you know we we've kind of gone away from like winners and losers but every child loves more trophies so if a girl gets three or four more sashes she's going to make herself feel better you know and this is at that age, it's about just making them feel better and being more confident. So, you know, the right. more, building those skills. Yeah. yeah absolutely. They can win and lose. And, you know, they, they can win and lose when they're 12, you know, or 13. Or <laughs> right. And I was 15. You know, they had the spokes model competition. They had talent, which I remember I ended up doing that. And I don't believe I did spokes model. I don't think I had anything. Uh, I didn't compete in anything having to do with acting at that time. But what happened was, um, Fast forward a couple years later into my senior year, and there was Nebraska's Junior Miss that my mom told me about, which I guess she competed in when she was in high school. And so she really encouraged me to be a part of that. So I ended up competing in it, did not win that one either. Then fast forward a few more years, and I am 24, and I decided I was going to compete in Miss America for the first time, the local preliminary for Miss Nebraska. Um, and this, were, this is where my pageant journey gets a little rocky. <laughs> um, so basically, I competed for Miss Omaha at the age of 23, and I competed in two other pageants, and I won my third pageant uh, preliminary to Miss Nebraska in 2012. I won Miss Alliance. Um, however, there's a whole kind of story with that because even though um, I had made sure that and verified with the director that I was of age to compete. It turns out that after I won that title, I actually was ineligible uh, due to my age. And at the time, the age cutoff was 24, and now it's 25. They changed it um, several years after I competed. Well, but I it's, <laughs> to, to, no, it sounds to me it sounds like you you feel at, at fault of it the way you're describing it. You if. If it's totally true that you got it verified, it's not on you. It truly is on your on that director for making that making that flub. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, I, I hope. Tag. Yeah, I just hope you look back on that experience saying that that that's not really your fault. So. Right. And unfortunately, um, there was a lot of backlash in my own pageant community. A lot of people thought I had lied on my application. They thought I had lied to the director, and so it was very controversial. Of course, at the time. there's gonna. And I, right. There's going to be people, people talk, you know, right. in and, certain circles. And they're just there's going to be people that also are resentful that you win. I mean, um, the longer and longer that I do work in the pageant 
the pageantry um, business, I really don't think that it's um, a it. I don't think it's it's not a. It's really it's a competition, and when people don't think it's a competition, and then they get offended, then I say, you know, well, if it's not a competition and there's no real winner or loser, then why are you so upset? Clearly, it's a competition. <laughs> so if, as long as you go and understand it's a competition and that someone's going to win and lose then you should be prepared to lose because most of life is about losing, right? So, Oh yeah. You don't win everything. That exactly. Is for sure. So it, <laughs> it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but absolutely right. you, are, you are correct. <laughs> so, um, I, so it's, so, yeah, you just got to live with that. You got to live with that. And, and it's hard when you're it, in your twenties. So right? it was hard. It was, it was really tough on me. Um, uh, it was interesting because actually several years later, I think it was 2014, uh, the Miss Delaware that won ended up having the same thing happen to her. And yes, she, she went on the Today Show. I know, I know. She went on the Today Show. And I actually got into contact with her and told her my story because I said, you know, hey, this is not the first time this has happened. Like, you were not the only person to have this experience. And she filed a lawsuit against Miss America, which I was named in that lawsuit. Well, I got a phone call from the Today Show. And I kid you not, I was going to be on the Today Show to basically support Amanda and um, that was when the first plane crash happened for um, the Malaysian air, the Malaysian air crash. Okay. So I remember being on the phone with that producer and then them calling me up like that next day saying, hey, we have to put this on the back burner because we have a breaking story. And breaking news is breaking news. I, I get it. I'm in journalism. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to put that first. No. So needless to say, yeah, my story never got, I, it never got aired, but I, I was covered by the Inquisitor. But you know, it's it's a national online publication that yeah. reaches a lot of people. So my I hope story you, still I hope got you out printed there. That, I hope you printed that out at least. You know, it's a shame. Yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely have copies of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I again, I I felt like I had an opportunity to tell my story, and it it, it, it just didn't really happen for me. So, um, you know, it was it was slightly disappointing. I do wonder what direction that would have gone in had I been able to get national exposure. I I wonder how my life could have changed if it would have been for better or for worse. I really don't know because Amanda never really did anything after that. She had TMZ contacting her, you know, <laughs> I don't think she really wanted she to be on the spotlight. I'm a little different in that regard. Not that I'm saying, you know, that I would have tried to chew my own hoard or anything like that. But the reason I competed for Miss Alliance and for the local Nebraska preliminaries was because I wanted to perform. I wanted to sing. I wanted to put myself out there and I wanted to be a representative of my state, you know, and Miss America was a huge dream of mine for the longest time. Um, watched it as, as a little girl growing up and it was just, it was the pinnacle of beauty pageants for me, you know, and just everything that uh, a young woman should represent well, the well, ideal. Well, especially for someone that is a performer like yourself, I mean, that must have just been like, wow, like I get to perform and I get to do all these other things. But the best part is I get to do what I love. I mean, I'm sure that was I mean, it's it's one thing to be on a talent show, but then you get to do all the other stuff. So that I, right. I you know, that it, that's why I think Miss America was so special. You know, it's not just a pageant like USA where you just dress up and you look really beautiful and you don't talk, but you get to like <laughs> sing and do a competition. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was really cool. That was two different things. And you're right. Like, Oh yeah. Like, and the way you describe it, it's like, wow, you know, that's so, sounds so amazing. So, 
It's just a it, shame. It's it they're really they're totally was. different now, because like one now like is not a competition. It's more like the Shark Tank, I guess. I don't. And, right, it's not a pageant. They're not calling themselves a pageant anymore. No. Unfortunately, I know. I I personally don't like the direction it has gone in. I think that is a very controversial decision, also to take away swimsuit. I will tell you right now. Um, you know, with my background in NAM and everything, uh, once I started competing for the local Miss Nebraska pageants. I think I got the pageant bug again. It kind of became like, um, you know, it, it, it kind of just flourished again for me when I was on stage in my swimsuit. Like I literally felt the energy. It's almost like being on a runway, like being in a fashion show, which I also love. I love to model. And I just got this surge of energy and I just, I went for it. You know, it was so fun for me. It was really invigorating and i was just like i have to keep doing this this is so much fun and like you said the the talent component and being able to speak on stage actually speaking was probably public speaking was my um my lowest score you know like i i did well in the interview room somewhat but it was always the public speaking for whatever reason i can sing in front of people but it's harder to talk in front of them <laughs> it's that wa- i don't know what that's all about it's that walking and talking <laughs> thing you know doing them both at the same time is so complicated you know Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have acted on stage for a long time. I had leads in my high school musicals. So it's just different when it's scripted, I think, when you know what you're going to say versus what you're going to say, which leads me to a point because I did compete in this Nebraska USA in 2014, what you were kind of alluding to with um, just a whole different kind of pageant. Um, you're being ju- judged more upon beauty than then I guess you could say, well, obviously talent because they don't have it. But the speaking portion was interesting because we were actually given our questions ahead of time. And that was new for me because every pageant I've ever done, I never knew what I was going to be asked. And it's like being thrown a curveball, you know, on stage. And you could totally get the deer in the headlights moment <laughs> and completely blink out, you know, which I have blinked on stage. I, it's embarrassing, you know, that has happened. Um, but with the proper training and the proper coaching, you absolutely can find ways to navigate around that. Well, um, so I thought they, it was just really interesting. Maybe they gave you those answers because they didn't want to purposely embarrass anyone. And, you know, maybe right. maybe they didn't want to throw you a curveball. So, you know, I, I don't I, I can't speak for the director and what they were thinking. But, you know, it's it, it makes the everyone look bad if the girl blanks, especially it's being recorded or, you know. You know, I mean, I always remember back to our state, they wore a mask for um, a New Orleans USA, and the girl decided, not decided, forgot to remove the mask when she said Miss Maryland. So they just made oh. fun of it on national television for a week that she said Miss Maryland, and she didn't take her mask off. So, like, oh my we, gosh, you don't, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to have that. That's, you know, no. no. So I, you don't want to go viral for the wrong reasons. Right. <laughs> I will say. Yeah. It reflects on everyone. It doesn't just reflect on you, you know. Right, absolutely. Um, I was thankful that they, they let us kind of rehearse it, so to speak. Um, at least you knew what was like you said, you knew you knew what was coming and what they were gonna ask you. And then the answers are more probably more intelligent too, because then you're not kind of just drawing on strings that you're repeating what everyone else is saying. So you really have a thought out kind of question, thought out answer. So to me, it just sounds right. really appropriate. So Yeah. And I wonder if they do that at the national level as well. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, all the crust that you can get, you know? Yeah. They they want to have um, a really fluid production with no hiccups, so that would make sense. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. You competed in a couple, you're, you're finding your footing. So how did your, did you ever place at all at America at all or the experience never went the oh, way? So, right. So back to that whole thing that happened with debacle with, um, with Alliance. So actually, um, I, I was dethroned. So because I was ineligible technically because of my age, I had to give over the title to the first runner up. And then I was not allowed to compete at Miss Nebraska at all. And I also lost the scholarship that I had. So that's why it was a big deal. Um, that's why I was like named in the lawsuit for Miss Delaware um, when she was on the Today Show because my experience had affected my life a great deal. You know, I lost the scholarship. I wasn't able to compete for the, the, the pageant that would ultimately lead to Miss America. And it was just a big, it was a big mess. So um, that, that was a local pageant that was. That was a local. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Cause I was getting confused cause you said Alliance. So there was a local director um, representing the county called Alliance then. And, right. And, uh, yeah. Town. Okay, it was a town. Okay. I was trying yeah. to, yeah, I was trying so I was trying to, okay. That was trying to understand why. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Okay. No, 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 no. Sometimes I'm just a little dense. So I'm just cl- um, for our denser, um, our listeners. Cause I, you know, so you got, you got really, oh, and it was your last year of eligibility. It was technically, wow. Yeah, that yeah my really last is, year of eligibility. That's right? really, oh. It was devastating. I will say um, it was really hard for me to move forward for a number of years because I knew I had lost my shot at Miss America, and I was so, 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 so close. And I, I still to this day wonder what the results could have been if I had allowed to compete in this practice you know if i had placed if i would have won like we'll never know but you know you do have hindsight okay you do have a national title so i i i will just as an outsider i say you still won them up because you have a national title so you know that there is (laughs) it doesn't take doesn't take away the fact that you never got to perform at the state level at america and win but you do have a national title, so you know, and you have plenty That's of opportunities. True. That's so true. The, you have so many, plenty of opportunities. You've got long life that you could win another national title. So that's right. You you just got to keep going forward and be positive in your journey. Um, I I competed in a few national pageants along the way, um, but I did not place that. But ultimately, had a wonderful experience. So immediately following this whole situation with. Um, Miss Nebraska, uh, I heard about Miss Collegiate America, and the Nebraska title was, um, someone was already holding it, but they had open titles, and so 
uh, I was able to represent Iowa, actually, and I have family that live in Iowa, so they they let me represent uh, with the with the open title. Um, and that was a great pageant. It was held in Florida, and I'm trying to remember exactly. It was 2013. So that was my first experience of a national pageant. And it kind of was compensation, I suppose you could say, for Miss America. I mean, it will never be at the, you know, exactly at the level of what Miss America is or, or was in all its glory days. But it was still a, a very well put together pa- uh, production and very professional. Also, I've competed at Miss United States, where I was able to be the Miss Nebraska for um, that pageant system. And that's another terrific pageant. So I've had two national pageant experiences that I am really thankful for, and they they were just like invaluable um, because I made so many wonderful friendships along the way. You know, I feel like I wouldn't have ever competed maybe if this hadn't have happened um, because I was kind of searching for like something to fill that void, so to speak. You know, I I, I had not been allowed to carry on with my preliminary local title. And so for the first time, I found myself with a state title and more than one state title um, over a series of years. So it was, I was thrust into the pageant world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I kind of, kind of got to favor and have that moment that was, that was taken from me. You know, I, I, tr- I go with the philosophy that God gives you what you need and what you can handle at that point. And clearly, you know, after what happened, he, he, you know, he knew that you could take on more responsibility. So clearly, you know, your path is on an upward, upward trajectory. So, you know, I so. agree a hundred percent with you. Actually, 2014, I, uh, I basically was saying to myself that that was going to be my comeback year. And that is the year that I was in the Nebraska United States. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that was my mindset. And I knew that I needed to move forward from what happened with Miss America because it was just, you know, it was still, um, it was, it, it, it just, it just didn't very well with me. No, yeah. Exactly. You know, Hey, I have to say of all the systems that you could compete in, you got to compete in a system that has one of the best crowns in the entire world. Like to, to have a, to have a state title with United States, the United States crown is incredible. So I love it. I mean, I, I, I I think that, um, whoever came up with the concept of using the actual, um, Satchel Liberty's crown is such a genius. I mean, Miss America is iconic, but like, there's nothing better than actually representing the United States with a crown that, you know, really is a real crown, you know, I mean, it's the Statue of Liberty and I mean, it's, it's everything you can think of, even like, um, the little mermaids crowns are like that, you know, it's, it's iconic, you know, very like, like we're here, we're proud, you know, and I like, I, I think it's an incredible, like I would, even though it's a, it's a system that doesn't have a TV contract that has, it's just an iconic crown. I think they need one. They need to be on national TV. They need, they should take Miss America's spot. <laughs> well, no, you're right. It's very patriotic. Well, well you know, <laughs> no, not not Natalie. Um, the way the ratings are, like, um, they might not. That might be something that could happen because I don't know if you pay attention to the ratings, but their ratings went down again. Um, and they, they lost a hundred thousand viewers. Um, 
in the same um, um, demographic, and the demographics um, um, spread was 18 to 49, and they lost 100,000 viewers. So they were above Ooh, think, four. Yeah. They were above four hundred and fifty, and they dropped to three fifty. They dropped to three eighty five. In fact, I have the, the wow. stats here because we were. I I did a recap show, and unfortunately, the video or um, tape um, was uh, corrupted. So, um, oh, it's a no. yeah yeah. So I apologize to our listeners why we didn't have a recap. But here, let me pull up the stats. So. From um, from eighteen and nineteen, no, no, no. Here, because I, I, I just it was just because it was just like so, so shocking. Okay, so Miss America in two thousand eighteen had a zero, a zero. It's not even a one, so they weren't even one a million viewers, um, in the two hour time frame. It was a zero point seven, and then over the course of the two hour time frame, they were four point three million views total. In the oh, in the nineteen, the one that we just saw. It dropped another full half a point, so it went to zero point six, and they went to a total viewership of that two hours of three point six million. They lost a full million viewers. They're not there. I, I, they're not going to be on television. There, there's, there's, there's just no way. I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a death sentence for the Nielsen ratings. So it is. And we all know the Nielsen ratings really doesn't really explain that much anymore because there's what they call plus three, where if mm-hmm. our, for our friends in the world that don't understand what plus three, plus three is for everyone who has a TiVo or has skip viewing, where it means you can use like a streaming. streaming, where you can pre-record something, you watch it in the future. They have three days to watch oh, yeah. it. They have three days to watch it, and it's included in the number. So that number includes the plus three number. So they don't even have that plus three number. That's just so unfortunate. And it is I, because you want that to I go love, more. You yeah, know. I love this America. I don't like what it's evolved into. I'll speak candidly, but you know, if they're going to go in that direction, then these are the consequences. You know, um, Miss USA, on the other hand, is rocking the ratings. Miss Universe is still going pretty strong. From what I could tell, um, I honestly didn't really want to watch the Miss America pageant this year, but I tuned in just to see the changes and the direction it would go in and if it would be entertaining in any way. I love the winner. I love the winner so much. I think they picked the, the right girl, um, but the format was a disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely picked the right girl. It was, I mean, she was kind she of was pre, incredible. she was, she, um, she, Miss Virginia was more pre- Pre, pre predetermined because she was on Ellen in late um, October doing her performance, so she was on the radar. Oh. So, yeah, she was. She, yeah, so like it was definitely like it was unless she was going to screw up. Like it was she was going to win it. And I mean, I'm not right. saying she was pre picked. I'm not. Um, please don't put anyone out there say well, Paul from uh, Mid Atlantic says no no I didn't say she was pretty big I'm just saying right that, uh, not predetermined no no right. no 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 so yeah I mean I, yeah yeah go ahead go ahead oh um Camille what I love about her is I was I was reading some of her backstory in an article and she is not really a pageant girl she uh actually once they did away with swimsuit I guess that's when she became interested uh and I think she you know she had very little experience competing but I love an underdog because I myself 
kind of feel like I'm an underdog with the whole way I got started. And I just was rooting for her the whole time. I love her. Yeah, I, I just like someone who is who, who is an overachiever and wants to do whatever she can do to, to reach her goals. And I encourage anyone. Oh, and she's so intelligent. She's so intelligent. I just, I, I love that. It's a great hey, representation. I would, I'd of, be blessed to have a daughter or a wife that is that <laughs> incredible. So, yeah. Absolutely. A strong woman mm-hmm. raised in society. Well, we, we don't want to, I mean, we went on a tangent here, and I do apologize for taking <laughs> your show. I just thought it was so interesting um, because, you know, that this organization has um, impacted so many people's lives, and clearly it's such a, a motivator in your life, especially when you were younger. So um, do you feel... Um, do you feel like a good friend is like gone? Because like I love Toys R Us, so to me, because Toys R Us has come really gone, and I went there with my grandmother specifically, and like it was something I did. Do you feel the same way? Like it's gone. You can't like, you know, you can go back and watch maybe an old, but it's it's just not the same anymore. Right. And sorry. Uh, so you were talking about Miss America, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, so you're you're just a little muddled. In, oh, in so sorry. Speaking. So oh, that's okay. That's okay. So the um, question was: So, do you feel like like the old days are gone? Um, oh. I, and like I um I I made the example that I I used to go to Toys R Us with my grandmother, and now that Toys R Us is gone, gone, I um oh, you know I can't yeah. go there anymore, and she's gone. So it's like it's really you know it's sad. You can drive by that place. You know, maybe the building is still there or maybe it's knocked down, but it's in that general area, you know, and it feels like home, but nothing is the same. So does that, does that feel, does that feel different that, you know, that, that one thing, that one thing that you wanted to do your entire life is kind of different now? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a really sentimental person and I definitely feel that nostalgia and just longing for it to be the way it used to be especially with the way I just completely wanted to emulate Miss America and all these girls that had gone before me. Like I just, I saw them as such iconic role models too, but it just doesn't carry the same weight necessarily. I feel like it doesn't maybe have as much prestige as it did. And so for me, that's really sad because it is just, it's what, almost a hundred year old organization. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it just has so much history and Miss America is a bona fide celebrity in America, you mm-hmm. know, and always has been. And we wouldn't have half the pageants that we have if it wasn't for Miss America. So we really owe it to our roots, you know, and and, and that's the foundation. That's where it started. So um, I feel like, yeah, a piece of American history has, has kind of died in some ways. Mm. Yeah, it seems like... Um we've lost a lot of stuff in the last the last couple of years. I mean, just from a retail experience, but like things, I mean, the one thing I was always as, as a child is that things change a lot, but you kind of realize that more as you get older. So you and, do. And you, you never think that like the biggest things, like you never think that Toys R Us is going to go away. I mean, why, how, how could that ever happen? And, and how could Miss America completely change? Because it, Miss America at least still 
technically exists, but it's not the same. So, so it'd right. be like well, it'd be like taking away McDonald's, calling it McDonald's, but there, <laughs> there's no yellow art. There's no yellow um, arches oh, anymore. Oh, that would be a sad day. Right. Well, like you I, know what? I I've had to combat a lot of pageant stereotypes, even in um, you know where I work and and just people in general. Just society has a certain perspective of what a title holder or a quote-unquote pageant girl is like and I think that it doesn't help when we have um you know various versions of this on national tv or reality tv and it's just not portrayed in the best light and so more than ever there is a fight for pageant girls to be seen and to be seen in a way that is not controversial or contradictory to what their standards and values really are. And actually, when the whole thing was going down with Miss America, uh, with the CEO um, being ousted and bringing in new people, um, I was blogging about it, and I was I was kind of campaigning, you know, to save Miss America. I don't know if I t- mentioned that I blogged for Pageant Live and for Ask the Crown, and so um, I was trying to put that content out there and really get people to petition, you know, to save the sisterhood. And it's just, it's really hard to see it go downhill mm-hmm. um, and kind of spiral down downwards because I have fought so hard for us to maintain our visibility and it's I don't know it's it's like an evolution it's it's going in a direction but what's really interesting is that and this is something I've noticed and actually an article that I wrote recently but there's a trend now for Miss USA girls to go on reality tv um aka the bachelor Mm -hmm. and I think that's very very interesting (laughs) I think they purposely are casting USA girls and um I think so too. <laughs> I mean, and no disrespect, but if I was a casting person, I would definitely cast from USA and America. I mean, that's a no-brainer. All the hottest girls, right. boop, boop, boom, do, 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 do. like I would just, I wouldn't even have casting. I would just see, see who didn't make, who made top ten at USA and America, and then offer them a spot. I mean, it's just like a no-brainer. Right, because right, the five girls that are featured um, on this uh, season aren't they, weren't they all like top ten or top fifteen? Mm-hmm. I mean, Texas. Yeah. Is, so I wonder. Texas is a gorgeous woman. Um, she's a little stuck up, but she's a gorgeous woman. And, <laughs> she's um, very beautiful. Yeah, she's very yeah. beautiful on TV. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, no, and, no, and, di- you know, I. No disrespect. I mean, the camera. I mean, you, as a photographer, the camera just likes what it likes. I mean, it's, it's nothing right. personal. So. Um, and same with Iowa, and you know, I. I thought about this myself because I know there was a time when I thought about being on The Bachelor as a single woman of almost a decade. <laughs> you know, I haven't found the right person yet. And so um, I thought about it, but then I decided that, you know, with the goals and objectives that I have and ambitions that I have in my own life, I'm not sure if going in the reality TV direction would be right for me because, you know, I, from what we've seen with even just like the latest episodes of these shows, there's just a lot of drama. And I feel like that kind of tarnishes your image to a degree. Oh yeah. But, I don't know. But, I, but that's not even the, that you haven't even brought up the one key thing that undermines like the whole, like in reality, because here's the one thing yeah. that no one ever really mentions. Why is it okay that when there is a guy bachelor and when there is a female bachelor, 
that they're allowed to have 15 relationships and allegedly kiss and make out and have sex with 15 people. But if you do mm-hmm. that outside the TV show, that's a whore and that's a player. I don't understand. Right. Yeah. Like, and so in the TV aspect, oh my God, he's so, oh my God, they're all making out. Dude, that's so gross. I don't want to. I don't want to swap my germs with twelve people. With twelve people, no. Right. So it's on the ABC network. So it's like a family network, correct? And it's supposed to be "quote unquote" wholesome, but yet it has this double standard, like what you were saying with people being provocative and drama filled. That's what happened twenty years ago on MP on MTV when they were doing Real World, and you had a house of eight people living in a single house um what do you think's going to happen and they all had sex together and now it's like right? now yeah. it's on national television you don't need you don't need cable to watch it and i'm just like baffled that women are so drawn to it and i'm like if if a guy did that outside and he did that you would not date him you wouldn't like woo after him no like what why is that <laughs> Right, he's trying to find a spouse. He's trying to find the one, but but you don't you don't uh, have twelve there relationships. There are parameters. But you don't have twelve there relationships. Are lines you have to draw. But you don't have. Right. He's literally like having a relationship with twelve people. He is, and he's being celebrated for it. And now yeah. he's in the public eye, and and the women are in the public eye. And I mean, girls are going on this show just to be noticed to to gain yes. national exposure. And I know why they're doing it, but. You know, I think that really deviates away from the foundation of what this show is about. This is the reason why I won't go on The Bachelor, and that is because, or at least not this version of The Bachelor. I mean, the original Bachelor wasn't this way, because if you watch season... Exactly, I think we need to come back to that. If you watch season one, season two, it wasn't a love fest. Like, the guy would have, like, conversations, but he he wouldn't kiss anyone. Like, if you watch Mm. season two and three... Um, not saying I've watched it. I just have read articles about like the. It's act- okay. It's okay. If you no, no. Like, honestly, I've not. I've just. <laughs> no, have re- I've no literally, shame. No shame. But like I've I've watched I've um, read articles about they broke down the show and how the the amount of kissing and making out has gone up like exponent. So if you take a chart and you you take a an L bracket, it just seems like it's gone into infinity. So in season one and two, it was like a straight line, no no kissing, no making out, no sex. And then like oh. season three, it went straight up. Like it went straight from like nothing to a couple to the entire cast. So it's just like... Okay, so and, really escalated. Yeah, that's... And they did that for viewership. They did that for yes, viewership. I mean, hands down, why else would they do it? You know, why else would they do it? They they need people to tune in. They I think that's why they generate all this drama going on. And, and they, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the producers, they might be a little sneaky. They no. definitely have a couple tricks up their sleeves to get what they want, the footage that they want. And, of course, editing all comes into play as well. But I think a lot of the content that we're seeing is real. I no. think that, yeah, yeah. this these situations are actually playing out before our eyes so it's really quite interesting so you brought up um, and- you brought up the idea of you brought up the idea of having um specific cast members from pageants so i have a thing for for the temptation island show so you have four married um couples that are not married but okay. they're on the verge of getting married but they have either gone through a couple cheating or just they've gone through a portion where they just are not committed yet 
for some emotional reason, whatever given reason. Now, they decided to cast on the female side to tempt the guys. They split the um, the couples into two houses. So you have a house of women with all single men tempting the girls, and you have a house of men tempt with a tempting women. And they brought in mm. a couple of the. They brought in um, Miss. Uh, North, North, North Dakota. No, South Dakota. Oh, they brought okay. in. Miss... Think, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think they want to? They want to cast pageant girls because of their look. Like they're just beautiful to look at. Well, on she TV. had. There's more to it. Well, she had specifically had a boob job, and she was actually living in California. Because if you if you if you search Miss South Carol Miss South Dakota, she's actually a resident of of California, and because of USA's rules of being able to compete in two states in the same calendar oh, year. Yeah. She actually okay. got accused of not having residence, but she has a house there. So she won. Oh, okay. Set, allegedly. I mean, I, I, I didn't like go to her house. Like, um, <laughs> um, allegedly she has residence in both places, but like she's like competed in California four times and lost. So out of the blue, she, she shows up at South Carolina, North Carolina, and and South Dakota and she wins, so they they had her on um, the local news and people were accusing of her not having state residence. Um, it, I mean, it was all over YouTube. I don't know if it made national news, but um, she was using that to be on this reality television show, and she made it. The guy picked her. He he broke up his girlfriend to be with her. So you you you're, they're definitely I. The the whole pageant world is changing because they're definitely yeah. picking they're picking people at least on the TV side to be reality stars and all that kind of stuff. So I, I am not. And I don't know how I feel about it. I don't I don't know because I, well, first of all, like I I said, I don't think I would want to be associated with it because you come from being a role model in your community. And then all of a sudden you're going to like almost the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's like not a role model and oh, you're yeah, being portrayed in this very trashy way. And I just don't think it's very becoming um, for, for anyone, you know, and especially for your image. And if you want to maintain that wholesome role model image, I would say don't be on a reality TV show. Oh, yeah. At least not one that's, that's super trashy like the real world or whatever. You know, the Bachelor didn't need to, it, it didn't used to be, excuse me. No, right, right, right what we're talking about, yeah. Nearly, right, nearly as, as drama-filled as it has been in past seasons. So, I, like you said, I think it's going starting to really go in this interesting direction that is just, it's just not a, a very good look. Well, um, and inside, in, like, inside Ballpark, just to, to be, be honest, they've fully admitted that if there's an argument that happens or a conversation that happens and they don't have the camera on because – it's impossible to have a, a 70 pound camera on your shoulder for five weeks continuously. Right. They make you do it over. They make oh, you literally do like it. Like it's scripted. Yes. Like acting. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, perfect, maybe it's good that, it, and... yeah, but maybe it's good that it's a pageant girl because they can do it really good, you know. I hate you, Smack. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Harder. Right. Well, and if you're an actor on the side, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, there you go. Then you're able to sharpen those skills as well. So, it's just the whole thing is 
really fascinating to me, and I've I've it been is. kind of doing some deep dive. Um, but I think know, that's I it, think, so. I think that's more the TV pageant people because you know IGM is not that way. You know Galaxy is not that way. Internet you right. Know, you know college international college Miss is not that way. I think it's well, just the USA and America wonder. people that have really changed the script on what what that is. Hannah Brown probably paved the way for this, and Hannah Brown was unapologetically mm-hmm. herself, and I, I really admire that in her because she's quirky, and you know I'm the same way. It's and hard not to I love her. I think that if I was on, t- right, it, it is, and she and she has flaws, but she's open about it, and that's the thing. Like she's never going to be this perfect cookie cutter presentation, you know. And I think that's what's so admirable. Um, it makes me wonder, as someone like myself, if I would be, if I would even be looked at to be cast on a show like reality TV, because. Um, am I like, am I too normal? You know, like, I feel like there's definitely probably a dramatic side to me because I am an actor, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that I want to generate drama just for viewership. I think that there's a fine line. Um, there's a fine line there that you have to toe. And I think that you have to just really think about what you're putting out there, the image, like I said, what you're portraying. Um, and also, do you really want that to fall around that around <laughs> I said that again. Do you really want that to follow you around for the rest of your life? Is that on brand with what your goals are? But see, know? that's where so, that's where you have foresight because it doesn't necessarily come with age. It just comes with you've done something and you've realized that it never goes away. And maybe right? maybe those individuals, I'm not going to say girls or, or men because men are as unwise to, to do stupid stuff when the camera's running as women are. So it's not a gender thing. That, you know, right. you just have foresight that you know that, you know, I'm 37, so I think that I've gone through enough and as I'm well. And I'm 32. Right. And and I've lived a little bit of life. And especially after having the whole experience with uh, Miss Nebraska and Miss Alliance and seeing how your your reputation can be sullied, it's, it's not something that you want to go through again, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe some people are okay with that, but I know that I personally am not. And that moving forward in my life, I want to do things that are seen as, you know, prestigious, incredible, and, you know, I mean, in my future, I would definitely like to be um, some sort of a performer, some sort of a singer-songwriter, recording artist, um, you know, more than what I'm doing right now with SoundCloud, but, you know, just putting myself out there uh, even more with singles and music and and also be a published author. So, like, all of these, these goals of mine, I would say that I aspire to are just very... Um, I guess you could say cultured somewhat. Like, I don't know how else to describe them, but definitely not at the same level as celebrity status, so to speak. You know, yeah, but I mean, not there's everyone... celebrity and then there's celebrity. <laughs> I mean, but, but not everyone strives or want necessarily wants that. As long as you're living, right. conf- as long as you feel that you have accomplished your goals and you can put food on your table and you can live to the ability that you feel that is optimal if 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 a hundred thousand dollar house is is good enough for you or a million dollar house is good enough, as long as whatever you're living is good enough for you that's all it that matters so 
right, to be established in your life and to feel successful and that you have the credentials that you've worked so hard for. I always said I never wanted Lady Gaga fame. I never wanted to be at that level. I want like low key. You low don't want to wear you don't want to wear a meat you don't want to wear a meat meat dress. Uh, I'll pass. Right. I'll pass it's on the meat so, dress. Lovely, it's love so you, great Lady Gaga. Smell. Love your music. But I will pass on the fashion. Or or come or come or be delivered in an egg. You know, don't you, oh my gosh. Don't you want to be? My, my goal in life is not to have shock value okay. by any means. <laughs> However, there is an avant garde. Oh my god, now I can't talk. There is an avant garde side to me because I am an actress because I like theater, and I would say, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little campy in some ways, absolutely. And I think that there is a persona that you have as a music artist, um, and I think it's all very fun. But yeah, no, I, my goal is not to shock people. <laughs> of course. So let's get back to your, your competition. So you, you, um, you finished out, you said 14 is when you, you finished out, uh, America and all that. Was yeah. All that oh, fluff yeah. No, happened. Um, so 2012 and then you, was Miss Alliance. That Alliance. was the last okay. qualifying preliminary for Miss America. And then um, a couple of years had gone on. I competed in uh, United States. Miss Collegiate America. Collegiate. Uh, yep, and Miss United States in 2014 after I competed for Miss Nebraska USA. So there's been a few in between, and there's been some local titles for these pageant systems as well. Now, was that? You know, that were just. Of course. Now, is that yeah. all of them to the point where we're now sitting that you have a national title around your waist? Right. So actually, right. So um, prior to winning that title, then there was um, there was Ms. Worldwide USA. The and names get so I long. It's sometimes, I don't blame you if you take a couple I have to stop and think about it. I mean, they. I, 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 <laughs> I swear. So I swear. If they make if they make another if they make another another planet, it would it'd be. It, it might be easier because we can start getting shorter pageants because they, you Miss know, Mars, yeah. Miss Venus. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm being dead serious because now they're like of America, for America, international, you know. I know. I know. But, you know, I think it all has to do a trademark. And when you start to run out of words, that makes it really tricky mm-hmm. and have to get creative. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, you can so... make some money doing it. I'm going to sell you this pageant oh, name for $1.4 million. You know, mm-hmm. trademark law. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a business. It is a business. I mean, there's now so, even pageants. But... There, are, there. We have pageants now. They're just focused on, um, on, on Earth. Like I, uh, so like you could literally make a pageant about anything. I mean, I'm surprised there's not a pageant for about food or cars or, you know. Oh my gosh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm so, it's gonna come. After, after a while, I think I start to get a little ridiculous. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> I like the idea of a patriotic pageant. I think that's awesome. Anything that has to do with the USA mm-hmm. in general is amazing, or veterans, or military, yes. um, anything like that, you know. So, yeah, so the pageant I'm a part of now, the system has um, several divisions, and there's a Mrs., a Ms., a teen and a miss and I represent the Ms. division. So as I prefaced earlier, I'm thirty two. Um and there's and nothing wrong with it that. It sounds like you're like, oh I'm thirty. Thirty two is very young. Your rocket is still going up. So let <laughs> Thank you. Let, it make I feel old though. I no, feel you're the not older old. I get in no, my thirties, no. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm thirty seven. Like so <laughs> wait till you get the thirty right. wait till you get the thirty seven. Then 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 you Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> Then you can Hopefully call me I'll be old. More accomplished by then. Then I'll be then I'll be um, in my forties, so you can call me old, okay? Uh, 
No, 40 is young. 40 is the new 20. No, uh, seriously, though, like 24 is when I won my first title. So it, it is kind of weird to be a little bit older competing in pageants. But, you know, no shame. And, and there shouldn't be a stigma either because married women compete in pageants. Mm-hmm. Um, women of all different walks of life compete in pageants. So exactly. I, I really feel like there's, there's there shouldn't be an issue there, you know. No. Um, but we have some gorgeous, beautiful women representing um, their national titles and we're all a sisterhood, and it is a platform-based pageant. So I don't know if I mentioned what my platform was, but yes, please tell us. Uh, right, so it's actually mental health awareness coupled with arts advocacy, and it's just kind of like I tried to throw my passions and my hobbies together um, because actually when I was competing in the Miss America system and then Miss Nebraska USA system or Miss USA system, my platform was mental health awareness, specifically in the area of uh, OCD. But, uh, and anxiety. So, yeah, I tried to kind of put the two together because um, I am someone who has dealt with anxiety all throughout my life, and performance does provide an outlet for me. And it's it's a really positive thing. And so for me, it is huge. Performance arts are my world, and I don't know what I would do without them, you know, without being able to do music and perform on the stage because that's really where I shine. So, um, well, mental health is such a great, so many ways. I'm sorry. I just want to say mental health is such a great advocacy to, to promote, to try and help to, um, to, to cause more people to put focus on it. And hopefully, um, there, there has to be some way of either, I don't like the word, the word cure, because I don't Mm -hmm. think that someone who has a, a mental, uh, handicap needs a cure but maybe just like more help um or, or right. more the compassion disorder, so it's been just stigmatized over time and i feel like it really helps when you have um you know a lot of national or federal regulations also being implemented at the same time you know um the government is taking a closer look at mental health and, and really actually like taking it seriously um for the first time ever in our society which is great that's making big strides but um yeah, for the longest time, people didn't talk about it, and it was kind of hush-hush. And it really needs to be seen the same way as um, physical health is. So absolutely, so many people, it, it's actually a lot more common than anyone even cares to admit. Uh, lots of people struggle with depression and anxiety and, and OCD, and there's a number of disorders out there, but, you know, those are the primary ones. Absolutely. Um, from one of, the, one of the things I've heard about is it affects, like, almost 90% of of Americans, so it's pretty, pretty much in our society that almost everyone has some kind, I mean, either depression or, mm-hmm. um, or some kind of ter- uh, uh, um, like you're you're saying a, a tweak or like you know they or agitation or something like that. So like most oh, people, yeah. most we're, people we're live constantly with, being triggered, right? Most people right. have There's that as so a so many new, triggers out yeah, there. Exactly, it's and most people have it. They just don't know. They live with it. They don't understand that it's right. It's, it's a They're mental coping co- with it and. It, and awareness really needs to be out there for uh, support and for options to seek help because it is really hard to live with a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy. So um, knowing that support is available, I think is is the best thing. Do you have um, Do you have any specific place that you're recommending people to go to or donate money to to um, for research or? I hope I'm saying this correctly. I think it's NAMI, N-A-M-I. It's the National um, Association, I believe, for Mental Health. 
So that is the organization that I have tried to bring awareness to throughout my reign. And I really hope I said that correctly because I've never actually heard it pronounced. I mean, I honestly have never heard of the organization, so that's a perfect reason why it should be um, brought up more. So if it's a national government organization, then we should definitely promote it more. So, Yes, absolutely. Definitely. And also American for the Arts is the other organization that I'm trying to promote throughout my reign um, as far as arts advocacy is concerned. So those are both organizations that are really doing amazing things. And I uh, ask that you guys go check it out. They're on Facebook and uh, all forms of social media, Instagram. Yeah. uh, All of our viewers and listeners, if you could just take a second, um, pause this and go ahead and like them on Facebook. um, And please donate. That would be um, really appreciated. I would take that as a um, personal appreciation from my viewers if you guys can go out and do that for everyone that would be incredible and i would appreciate that so much as well wow that would be amazing so for for people that are just trying to win a pageant can you explain the the evolution of going from a local to a state to winning what was there any difference in your competition wise to winning that winning a national title or is it kind of the same or is it similar or is it more competitive Um, what does it take to win a national title be on that stage and do it i think there's a lot more preparation that goes into it but it's it's kind of the same concept you just gotta refine every area that you've already been working on and so if you need um a higher caliber of training you know you you need to go ahead and invest in that um for me personally i really just focused on myself and making sure that I had refined my public speaking skills since that seemed to be one of the areas that I was, you know, a little less successful in. Um, I, I really had to hone in on, of course, like the fitness aspect. Um, it's really hard for me to like build muscle. So for me, getting into the gym is just not something that's going to happen. But I, I, I found other ways to work out and really have kind of that, um, physical fitness regimen. And then I would say, I mean, you have to be at the level where you present and look like a national title holder. You know, you want to be firing on all cylinders Can I and ask- make sure that you have that image. And I don't know, I'm trying, it's kind of hard to put this into words. Well, I, um, I guess I, while you were listening to you, I guess I, I wanted to get your opinion. Is the, are, would you say that, the, the level of people that are surrounding you, you, sh- you, you kind of make sure you need to be equal or better. So, like, if you're at the local level, don't go out and buy a $10,000 dress because right. no one's going to buy a 10000 dress for a local. Is, a is lot that of right? girls get custom-made gowns, right. I'm just saying, like, or, like, go out and get a trainer and then work, work out, like, six days a week. Maybe just work right. out and look good, but, like, at the state level, then you need to work out every day and have like a meal plan. And maybe at the national level, then you definitely need to have the 10000 or $20,000 dress. And like, like, is that how you would like dress for the people that you're you know, competing? Like, is, is that the best way to say it? And that like, put it down, um, put in I that would say, Yeah, put your best foot forward and make sure you're investing in every area. So if you feel like you need to invest in that custom gown, go ahead and do it. I did not. 
but I would say moving forward, if I were to compete in, say, like some national Ms. pageant, um, absolutely, I would think about the best design uh, shape of a dress for my body. You know, like, does it completely fit me to a T? Is it completely altered? Because sometimes you just, you get lucky and you find that gown just fits you like a glove. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in other cases, you're going to want to have that custom-made garment. Um, and then as far as, I mean, really invest in your hair and makeup, because I think that is key to look, to looking your absolute best. Oh yeah, Um, absolutely. I I have to, uh, you know, I, (laughs) as a guy, like, um, if I'm, if I'm judging someone, um, your grooming pattern, and that, that isn't even if it's a man, if, if you have a scruffy beard and all you have to do is literally put some gel in it or in like, and give it like a little trim up and you don't have the time to do that, and I'm judging you on it, I'm going to judge you that. So I'm going to judge a woman right. the same way if she just put a little bit more effort to to you know put her hair in a ponytail or or do it as, as an updo or, or, or curl it. So, yeah, like... Right. Yeah, you want to present the most polished version of yourself. And so taking the time to do those beauty treatments and to have all the preparation beforehand is is really essential. Uh, for me, I go about it in a very natural way. You know, I, I don't have like eyelash extensions. I don't even think I wore extensions for my national pageant. I went completely with just natural hair. Wow. Really? Um, you know, I, maybe the only fake thing about me was like a spray tan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was going to go off of the, um, the makeup, uh, quality, you know, like how good is, is the makeup going to be on stage? And I, I'm just not, like, I've never had a boob job or anything like that. Like, I'm just, I'm a very natural person. And granted, I'm a small, like, slender, built kind of a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just, I'm really comfortable in my skin. And I didn't feel like I had to do all those things to be. I mean, don't take don't take this the wrong way. But you're very, uh, to me, you come off as a very conservative Midwest person. So it doesn't shock me that <laughs> you didn't correct. get, it doesn't shock me that, that you didn't get a boob job. I mean, I've looked at your pageant <laughs> photos. You're not very flashy, and you don't have to. I mean, I don't. If someone doesn't want to be flashy, they don't have to be flashy. Right now, I consider I, you, myself understated classic. Yeah, no, 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 that's not, so I, I guess I want to ask about the the eyelashes. So, did you do did you do no eyelash extension in your photo or just on stage, or you did it either oh, way? So when I had my right, so when you're talking about like my photos, um, the makeup gal did like just. Okay, so um, in your photo, you definitely. So, would you encourage people to go over the top for the photo, but not really be don't go crazy on stage then? Um, I don't know if I should speak on this because I don't want to give oh. the wrong advice. No, I would say definitely do it up for the stage. Well, what did you do? Well, 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 you just, need to pull back. speak on what you did. Well, what did you do? Yeah. Um, so in interview, I was really natural and I think I asked for maybe a demi, demi lash, you know, like a half lash, but then for stage, you want to bring the drama. So definitely full on eyelashes. Just, I, you know, I know girls that, um, are in college that are on the dance team and they get the full set of eyelash extensions every two to three weeks, you know, or maybe a, a pro dancer would do this kind of thing. As a pageant contestant, as a title holder, I have never seen a need to do that just because I am naturally blessed with beautiful lashes. However, I do like to enhance them. So I I welcome, you know, a fake lash. Like, I think it looks amazing. Um, me personally, though, I am not going to go the extra mile and do all the this expensive stuff because it's just, 
A, it's a lot of money, and B, it's just it's a lot of work, a lot of upkeep. So for me, it was not applicable. It, it didn't really make sense to do it, but I know that some women do. Same with extensions. You know, a lot of women will get extensions put into their hair. I have had the tape-in extensions. I have had the clip-ins, and I don't like either of them. I would much rather have natural, flowy, beautiful hair, which I have. At the time, I was growing out my hair, so that's the only reason I really had to do it. But, you know, if you have it to begin with, it's like, look with what you got, and then just go with it. Well, I mean, you're a perfect example that you can work, you can, you can go against what the, what a lot of people do and you can be natural and you don't have to go over the top. So it, it just proves yeah. that you just need to believe in yourself because there is so much respect and so much things that you can learn from someone who's won a national title. Like, you know, you're, yeah, I, I get, I'm getting the feeling personally that you're like, you're downplaying. Like, I know I won that. No, you won a national title. And like a lot of people will never win a national <laughs> title. So this is like something that's really, really like you won a national title. You're, you're the elite of the elite. Okay. So this shows, <laughs> no, no, I know you should get like, thank you. <laughs> um, right. And I just, I'm not like, um, right. It's a, I, I try not to like, you know, let it go to my head. I know, but um, we're, this but is yeah. pageant world. We're talking about pageant stuff about, you know, someone who's, who wants to compete, you know, how do I, how, you know, you know, if someone's 13, how do they ever achieve what you achieve in your life? You know? And I think right. just, just hearing your advice and hearing your, and hearing your story is so, so important, you know? You know, when I started out, um, I knew nothing about hair, makeup, uh, anything. I mean, you, I don't want to show you the photos from Nam. They are just, they're God awful. Everyone <laughs> you know, has a bad I photo. A <laughs> yeah. Before I discovered a flat iron, you know, but like I have come such a long way from my early preteen pageant days. And I just, I did a lot of research. I made sure that I was getting the right people to be on my team and that I was getting the cream of the crop, you know, and yes, you might have to invest a little money and be prepared for that. Um, but you know, you don't have to break the bank either. There are ways that you can absolutely compete on a shoestring budget. Absolutely. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week. Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, guys, so this is the part of the show where I let my lovely guest, Natalie, take over the show and talk about whatever is important and on topic. So what is important and going on that you want to talk about? Well, um, I think I was going to segue a little bit back to how I won the national title. I did want to talk about um, an interview. They asked me a lot of questions about my passions and my hobbies. And I am a singer-songwriter and independent recording artist, and I am on SoundCloud. So you guys can check out some of my covers. Uh, congratulations, congratulations! I didn't know you if you did. Much. I didn't know if you heard my collapse, but congratulations, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Because I know how I continue to perform. <laughs> I know how hard it is to put an album together, alone a podcast. So, I mean, if you're producing it and writing it, and then also putting it on on uh, SoundCloud. 
for for distribution and selling, you know, and you don't you're not signed with a label right now, or you you're in the process of me. That's just like so hard. So kudos to you. So yeah, I am not signed. You know, honestly, I'm just putting out um, stuff that I have recorded with um, some friends over the years, but the original music is coming. So I don't know when that will be exactly. Like you said, it takes time and money to put together an EP, um, but definitely working on releasing a single in the future. Um, in addition to that, I told them, you know, because I kind of asked you, like, where do you see yourself in five to ten years and, and what are your biggest goals? Um, I kind of alluded to the fact that I am a freelance writer and that I blog. And I have had a couple children's books in the years in the works. Excuse me. I have had a couple children's books in the works for many years. Um, but that is another direction that I would like to go in as well and maybe find a literary agent at some point. I know that that is easier said than done. You know, all my aspirations and goals seem to be always just these sky-high dreams. But, you know, you're kind of you're supposed to go after these big dreams because if they don't scare you, then you're not dreaming big enough. If you don't dream big so, enough, the you, you, you will never achieve the, the, if you don't cheat, if you don't look high enough, then you won't yeah. even get halfway. So you, it's better to, to look further. And, and then if you only get to the halfway up, it's still greater than being at the bottom. And then if you get, exactly, and like, then if, yeah. if you get the whole way to the top, you're like, wow, that's what I was saying about like being a national yeah. title holder. Like, like shoot to be a national title holder, and if you only win, you only win, you only win states. Wow, I mean, I mean, I'm still a tight state title holder. You know, it's states is still not that bad. You know, so exactly, exactly, and you never know what's gonna happen. But just be thankful for the journey along the way. And uh, like you said, if you, I think it's like a phrase, like if you aim for the moon, but you. You shoot for the moon, but you uh, you land them on the stars or, or something like that, you know. So it's just um, I know that sounds cliche, but for me, I think yeah, I think I stood out in many ways to the judges because um, I was being authentic to myself and I wasn't trying to put on a persona, you know, or what they want, what I thought that they wanted to see. And so for me, I have a lot of passions and hobbies outside of pageantry and make sure that you really incorporate that and bring that into your pageant. I keep saying journey, but I don't know what else to call it. Um, so yeah, I mean, these are things I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be a published author. I've always wanted to be a recording artist and I figure I actually kind of live by the mantra, fake it till you make it. But along with that, make sure that you are investing the time and the money and the effort into those goals to make them a reality. So, I mean, put your content out there, but make sure that it's quality, you know, and make sure that you are taking the time to, you know, go the, um, the extra mile or whatever to, to put in that work. You know, if you need to get the literary agent or you need to sign with somebody, then in many ways, it's the same way as preparing for a pageant, but just make sure that you're prepared to, to put in that work and then put your content out there and kind of like, I don't know. It, it, it's putting yourself out there. It, it's giving yourself exposure. Absolutely. So for people that haven't listened to your music yet, what what is your style or genre that you're in? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Well, okay, so a lot of the covers that I've recorded have been, I would say, very kind of folk, pop, rock, almost pop genre. Some of it's even um, classical, contemporary. Uh, my own personal songwriting style, I would say, is 
very folk driven, um, but it's also pretty eclectic. I'm not just one genre. Um, I, I sing a number of genres and I love anything from Broadway to opera to rock. And so, you know, very eclectic taste, but and what's my the theme what... right now is, oh, go ahead. sorry. It's pretty acoustic. Yeah. It's pretty acoustic. Like who are some of my musical influences? Well, no, like, are are you are you singing more about love songs or are you singing oh, yeah. about tragic teas or like um you know my dog my dog ran off um, <laughs> yeah. right no um that, no there's a lot no they're very romantic scenes oh yeah right. definitely okay. love songs um some of them are personal like introspective type songs but I think a lot of them are fueled by romance especially with the single that I'm working on now and um I mean love songs yeah. are so look at the Beatles a majority of their their top songs are all you know she loved me you know yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know um well love is that emotion that you can really like get is. into and sometimes it's unrequited love and so I can really connect with that one as well it's the um, one thing that connects almost every single person so you know like death right, it's a universal you know, thing yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely you know it's something that happens to every single person you know like you could literally write about taxes but taxes doesn't but like love <laughs> but or you know but like love is something that is so positive to every single person um it in is. some form you know and it's such a beautiful emotion so i just really like to convey that through music um trying to think what else what are other styles you know i i, I would say my brand is very like romantic and there's an air of sophistication to it um but I also really like eclectic stuff, ethereal things, kind of avant-garde. So it can be kind of out there, you know? Like, I like experimental music. So it's just it's just a wide variety, of, a mixed bag of sorts of, of genres. Are you excited that your music could change as you get older and have more experiences? And are you excited to, oh, yeah. to, to sing those different types of... Because most, most um, performers, really, as they get older their their genre changes and you know so you know what you sing in your 20s might not be exactly what you sing in your 40s or your 50s so sure sure i i get that um yeah i think that music definitely will evolve over time and it, it kind of coincides with um what part of your life that you're in at the moment so yeah absolutely i think that it's just as much of a journey as anything else i think that's our buzzword for this podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> That's what I love. That's why I always love to start from the beginning and really, because no disrespect, but you know, you weren't, you weren't on top of Mount Olympus when you were born, you had to climb, you had to climb Mm -hmm. that and you had other people to help you get there. So it's the person that always, I always get very leery of that says, well, I was always there and no one helped me. I'm like, no, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people helped you. You know, oh, and yeah. those are people that I really want to look up to is when they're like, oh, you know, I want to give so much credit to everyone who helped me, you know. Yeah, give credit where it's due. Absolutely. Um, so I do have something coming up. I have an event coming up because I know we probably want to wrap this up. No, um, it's, I'm, so... I'm on your schedule. So you tell me. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, yes, okay. I, well, I talked about I talked about pretty much everything that I do. Oh, I also I have a princess party company um, where I am 
well, where I perform as Elsa and Belle and do meet and greets and do a lot of performances. So awesome. I guess you could even consider it kind of cosplaying in some ways, but yeah. I get paid for it. <laughs> hey, you know, that so whole thing, that whole thing as an actor is like a huge genre because there's so many people that will pay someone to show up and be uh, Cinderella for the afternoon for a party or um, come and sing and be Elsa, you know, so... Yeah. If, if you it's run so that fun. or you're or that you're gonna make buku bucks for that. You can. Yeah. However, <laughs> the competition in Omaha is very saturated. Oh really? Well well so, <laughs> trying to find that, ways to like, I don't know, you know, kinda be out there more and and uh I used to do a lot of princess parties, you know, with kids and now it's I'm gearing it a little bit more towards uh, performances. Just because time is money, and I don't have a lot of time in the world. I work a full-time job. I have mm-hmm. things on the side. I have a lot of appearances that I have to adhere to with my schedule of being a national title holder. And there's just there's not enough time in the day to do everything that you want to do. I mean, <laughs> you the, know, so you kind of have to pick and choose. Exactly. I mean, I think that's a, a thing that we just you learn that you you put priority for the things that you really want to, and the things that don't have priority that they they just don't get attention. So, and there's no hurt Absolutely. feelings for it. So. Right. And speaking of, I do have um, an event coming up and it's actually benefiting the um, Alzheimer's Association in Omaha. And it is called the Ultra Chic Boutique. So that's really cool. I'm going to be able to model in it. What, when is that? Addresses. Is that in February or March? Yeah, that's actually February 1st okay. um, in Omaha. And we, awesome. let's see, I've been able to do it for the past couple of years because I, for the past couple of years, I've had a couple of titles. So, um, I have been able to model the most gorgeous dresses that I've ever seen outside of like a pageant gown. And these are donated. Half of them are at least donated. There's a couple that are brand new. So it's kind of like a pick up the draw, but um, I'm really excited for it. I can't wait to model. I believe it's a designer gown I'll be modeling. But yeah, all the proceeds go to the Alzheimer's Association. And it's also kind of um, an outlet where people can come and buy a prom or uh well i guess even pageant dress if that's what you're looking for and they're all 30 dollars so they wrap them off but then you can also yeah then you can also buy them for 30 dollars. so that is an incredible opportunity right there and i'm i'm proud and happy to be a part of such an amazing organization so it sounds like a great place that's so charitable come and come and donate and then get a great dress for for a local or maybe even a state pageant at an affordable price so that's awesome and, you know, prom is coming up, so oh, yeah. people that want to go do that. I mean, uh, there's a girl that I actually know from the theater world just, like, I think it was last year. She picked up her wedding gown from this event. So, well, wow. Hey, that talks about quality if she's picking up her, her wedding dress. So, ladies, yeah. if you're even close to this event, you should definitely come out and support, raise some money for them, and come out and get a really amazing dress at an affordable price. So, um, sounds like some... It's really art. fun. Yeah. Yeah, we have a big turnout. And usually it's um, it's all over the media in my town, so or city, I should say. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I really I really love and look forward to this kind of event. So I'm super excited. Well, is is there anything else that you we want to tell our guests before we call it an evening? Um, if you want to follow my reign, uh, we are crowning our new national queens in July. So if you want to follow me, you can go to Facebook and just give a like to the Ms. US. Sorry, that was the old title. The Ms. Worldwide page. Also, you can follow me at official Natalie Christie on Instagram. That is my personal Instagram handle. Well, 
Natalie, we were we're so thankful to have you on the show, and I I, I hope that um, you can come on and in in the future um, with your your next title. Hopefully, it'll be another national title, and we can celebrate and um, talk about that experience. Thank you again so much for having me. This has been a pleasure, and I've really enjoyed being able to talk about my experience and just life in general. Thank you so much. Thank you. Natalie, thank you so much for coming on our show. I am so thankful for your time and so thankful to finally have our first national title winner. And I am so thrilled that you were our guest. And it's always a pleasure to have someone tell their story and really show that you can go through adversity, fail at Miss America, and then come back and win um, several state titles and win a national title. So kudos to you. And we're so excited for your future. And we hope that someone recognizes you and they will sign you to a book deal as, as well as to an, a, a record contract. So we will be praying for you. Everyone, please, if you're listening to this, I want to let you know that this show is called the Total Focus Podcast. We we drop it twice a month. Our goal is to do it weekly. But right now we're we're going to focus on twice a month. We also have our movie breakdown show, which is a movie review show with my co-host, Yvonne Carlos, where we break down movies. We do not have a set schedule with that, so just keep your eyes open. We're going to try to do about four a month. Um, Sopratically, we don't have a, a, a schedule like Total Focus. Total Focus always comes out on Thursdays. Now, as a special treat, Natalie has provided us her best cover song that she wants us to listen. So stay tuned to that. And as always, please like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Please like us on on YouTube and on Instagram. And stay tuned and subscribe and listen to Natalie's cover song. And I will see you guys later. Streaming down your face when I said I'll never let you go. When all those shadows almost killed your light, I remember you said to leave me here alone. But all that's dead and gone and passed tonight. Just close your Raging up